Welcome to the X plus one podcast where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek to take you one step closer to him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and happy Halloween. It's so crazy. I feel like time has been flying by for me this semester. It's actually October 31st. That is unbelievable. I'll be honest, guys. I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. I've never technically celebrated. I've never dressed up. I always pass out candy on Halloween, but it is not a holiday that me and my family celebrate. But if you're listening and you do celebrate Halloween and you dress up and put on costume, get all fancy, man, power to you. Enjoy it. Have a great time tonight. I know a lot of my friends are dressing up as who even knows Mario and Luigi. I don't know what they're dressing up as, but it's supposed to be a fun day here in the States. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, October 31st, day of release, I hope you have a great Halloween. And if you're listening to this after October 31st, I know many of you are. I hope that you had a great Halloween. All right. Now today on this podcast, I don't want to talk about anything Halloween related. I want to talk about the importance of self-awareness. Now, I'm sure you, you probably already think that you are super aware of the importance of self-awareness. But what if I told you that you may not be self-aware of your lack of self-awareness. <laughs> see, see, look, I'm a prime suspect for that. And it's so funny because I've been preparing for this podcast. And one of my good friends had no idea I was preparing a podcast on self-awareness. And yesterday he called me out and told me that I have no self-awareness. <laughs> and he asked me, he said, do you want me to hold you accountable and your lack of self-awareness? <laughs> because he was like, dude, it's awful. And I was like, man, oh my goodness. So this is timely, timely for me, because I think if you think of anybody who lacks uh, self-awareness socially, yeah, you, you can think of Luke Metzler. Like I am way too loud, way, way, way too loud. And that can cause issues. I can also be extremely, extremely focused, which can cause issues. Like the other day when that same friend I just mentioned was trying to get my attention to say hello, and apparently I just completely missed him, like just completely missed him. So when you think of someone who lacks self-awareness socially, you can definitely think of me, but, but today I'm not here to talk about that aspect of self-awareness. Today I, I want to talk about spiritual self-awareness and why that's so, so important. And the reason why I want to do that is because I personally have been learning so much in regards to that here recently. And what I've learned is that our amount of spiritual self-awareness significantly impacts the amount of love that we can share with people. I want to say that again. Our amount of spiritual self-awareness significantly impacts the amount of love that we can share with people. Now, let me explain. Let me give you a hypothetical, all right? Say you chose to lend money to two of your close friends. Let's say you gave one friend $500 while you gave the other $50. Time goes on, months pass, and let's say both of them end up being unable to pay you back, okay? But you, being the godly person you are, you choose to cancel their debts. You choose to be like Jesus. You cancel their debts. Who do you think is going to love you more? The one who had the debt of 500 bucks or the one who had the debt of 50 bucks? 
See, if you answered the one who had the larger debt canceled, the one with $500 debt, you would be just like Simon the Pharisee, not to be confused with Simon Peter, Simon the Pharisee who answered Jesus this way in Luke chapter 7. Now, the reason why Jesus gave that same story or why I gave the same story that Jesus gave in Luke 7, I guess is the better way to put it. The reason why Jesus gave that story and asked Simon the Pharisee that question is because a woman of the city in that chapter who was described as a sinner entered Simon's house as he hosted Jesus. She entered his house weeping and began to anoint his feet with oil and kissed them. Now, Simon the Pharisee wasn't happy with this at all. And we, we know that because in verse 39 of Luke 7, he says to himself, if this man, this man being Jesus, if Jesus were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. In other words, he's saying the sinful woman doesn't belong here. He's saying that woman don't belong in my house, and she certainly doesn't belong in the presence of Jesus. Now, to put that in perspective, that would be like if you were hosting Jesus at your house, right? And a scraggy, smelly, hasn't showered in weeks, homeless crack addict came walking in. Someone you didn't know, who's never been in your house, whose appearance clearly doesn't match the upkeep of your house. It'd be like if that person came in weeping and then started anointing Jesus' feet and kissed them. Imagine that. So there you are, right, having cleaned your house spotless to get ready for Jesus, you know, getting everything as neat as it's ever been. Like your house has never been this clean. You're, you're preparing the best meal that you've ever prepared because, of course, you know, Jesus is the man and he deserves your, your five-star restaurant. He deserves your best. You've got on your, your best outfit and you look good. I mean, you look as good as you've ever been. Come on, somebody. And in comes this scraggy, smelly hasn't showered in weeks, homeless crack addict. As you can imagine, I'm sure it would be hard not to have a similar reaction to Simon the Pharisee when the sinful man walked in. I think if I were Simon the Pharisee, my immediate reaction would be like, who are you and, and what are you doing here? Like I asked Jesus to eat with me. I asked him to recline at my table. I did not ask you. Oh, trust me, that did not happen. I don't know. If you thought I invited you or something, or maybe that got lost in translation, but you are not meant to be here. Also, on top of that, you're ruining the vibe with your uncleanliness and your tears. Like, that doesn't belong in the presence of Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus can't be with sinners, especially those as bad as a scraggy, smelly crack addict. Right? Wrong. See, that's what Jesus is getting at by sharing the story of the two men with different amounts of debt to Simon the Pharisee. You see, Simon the Pharisee seems to be very, very aware of the woman's sinfulness and the debt that she has. He seems to be very aware of what's wrong with her, just like we seem to be very aware of what's wrong with the scraggy, smelly crack addict in our parallel story. Yet, at the same time, we both, us and Simon the Pharisee, are completely unaware of our own sinfulness. You don't see Simon the Pharisee in that sentence in verse 39 mentioning his own sinfulness. You don't see that. What you see is him describing that woman as a sinner, not himself. See, in short, we are quick to spot sinfulness in others and slow to spot sinfulness 
in ourselves. And that's not good. That's awful. It's terrible. And Jesus explains why that's awful, why that's terrible. He explains it in verses 44 through 47. He says, do you see this woman? I entered your house. He's speaking to Simon the Pharisee. I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. Hear that at the end right there, verse 47. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. That's what I want to get at today. This story in Luke 7, in verse 47 in particular, reveals to us that those who are closest to Jesus, those who lay at his feet, who seek his face, who find their every need in him, those who are considered by the Christian world as the holiest and the wisest of people, the strongest of Christians, this story right here shows us that those people are the ones who are most aware of their sins, which are many, and the amount of forgiveness given for them, as said in the verse. Those who are forgiven little loves little, Jesus says. In other words, those who don't understand the immense price, the great price paid for them and their sin love very little. Why? Because they're unaware of the immense love that's been shown to them, and they're also unaware of their immense need for forgiveness and for saving. They're unaware of their immense need for Jesus. See, I think a big part of maturing in the faith is growing in the knowledge of your sin and your need for Jesus, while also growing in the same time in the knowledge of the character of God, which includes his love and his grace for us. And when that happens, when we grow in the knowledge of our need for Christ, while also then growing in our dependency upon Christ, we grow in the love that binds everything together in perfect harmony. When that happens, we grow in our love for people and our love for Jesus. See, the sinful woman, she loved so much. Jesus said she loved so much. She loved so much because she had great awareness, awareness of the love and forgiveness shown to her. She had great awareness of her sin. She had great awareness of her need for Jesus, whereas Simon the Pharisee did not. So I want to ask you today, would you say that you have great awareness of the love and forgiveness shown to you? Can you see yourself more in the sinful woman in our story, or can you see yourself more in Simon the Pharisee? Self-awareness is critical to your faith. It is. If you are aware of your sin and your need for Christ, and you're constantly growing in your knowledge of that need for him and allowing that to push you into greater and greater dependency upon him, that is maturation. It is. That's someone who is growing in love. And that's what I want for you, and that's definitely what I want for me. I want us to grow in self-awareness, to grow in our understanding of what Jesus did for us on the cross and why he did it. 
I mean, he saved us from death, from death. He has cleared a debt of yours and of mine that no dollar amount can pay. Better put, he has cleared a debt of yours and mine that we can never, ever repay, taking the death that we deserve. Hear that. When you come to a greater understanding of that, of what happened on the cross and why what happened on the cross happened, if you understand, come to a greater understanding of that, your life will change. Why? Because those who know they've been forgiven much love much. Again, your amount of spiritual self-awareness significantly impacts the amount of love that you can share with people. So if you and me could come to a greater grasp of that forgiveness shown to us on the cross, if that became a stronger reality in our lives, we wouldn't love little. No chance. No chance. We would love much. We would love so much. We wouldn't relate to Simon the Pharisee in our story. No, we would relate to the sinful woman weeping at the feet of Jesus. Growth in self-awareness leads to growth in dependence upon Jesus because you realize how much you need him. And that leads to growth in love. In other words, growth in self-awareness leads to growth in love. So I encourage you to pray for the Lord to help you grow in your self-awareness and thus your dependence upon him and the knowledge of your sin and your need for Christ and also the forgiveness shown to you on the cross. And that will lead you to loving so, so, so much more in your community being such a powerful witness for the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. I love each and every one of you. I really do. Really, really do. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I will see you on Friday Mood. God bless.